Welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is the podcast where we talk about TikTok. I am one of your hosts, Amanda. I live in Brooklyn and I'm an artist. And this is my first ever podcast. And I'm very excited. The TikTok that I've been watching lately is the curly hair plopping technique, which I've been trying and it does work. So that's verified. Yes, I'm Ray. I am Amanda's roommate, so I also live in Brooklyn. Um, I am a COVID-impacted, unemployed person, but I also give crystal readings and write about my feelings on the internet. And recently, the TikTok that has been fucking me up is the gender-bidding Anakin Skywalker cosplayer. Uh, username is at Lauren Does Cosplay. Okay. Periods in between each word. So Lauren.does.cosplay. Um, she fucks me up. I just did not know that that would be something I was into cosplaying, but apparently I am now. Um, Can so. I ask, are you a Harry Potter fan? I mean, a <laughs> Star Wars fan? Yes, I am, I am, I am a huge Star <laughs> Wars fan. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. I fucking love Star Wars. Um, but I'm not... I'm not the kind of fan where I'd be like, you know, going to the cons, doing the cosplaying. Like, I'm not really all that into it, like, in that way. Okay. It's not like I'm, like, fantasizing about, like, Luke Skywalker as I, like, drift off to sleep at night. Right. It's just, I don't know. She really just fucking did it for me. So. All right. I I, look, I think I think you just got to follow your heart on that one. <laughs> um, so I, I'm also a host. My name is Alexa. I'm also a roommate to these two other hosts. I'm just kind of your average little guy. I work with job and I watch TikToks all day. I uh, I had taken a break from the app due to brain worms, but now I'm back. Um, and lately I've been inundated with cringy couple pranks where, you know, the dude will pretend that he wants to do his wife's favorite thing to get her reaction, whether or not that genuinely ever happens. I'm not sure. Um, they also impersonate each other and basically just make it sound like they really just hate each other's guts. So it really makes me say, are you guys okay? Everybody in the world, the royal you, is everybody okay in their relationships? Because it's kind of seeming to me like the answer is no. But it's been a fascinating uh, rabbit hole to fall down. I will say, like, the the ones that... The relationship TikToks that I've been getting, someone comes to their partner and says, oh, we planned, I planned this day for you. And they, and they're holding the phone as we, you know, discussed a little bit before. There's something really condescending about it that really rubs me the wrong way of like, oh, look, she's like a little kid reacting to like getting a pony or something. Um, yeah. Well, so that's that's the kind of thing, though, because, like, obviously you're being approached with a phone, like, and you know that your your significant other has, like, a million followers on TikTok, so you pretty much know what the fucking vibes are. But, so, like, it leads me to believe that this all must be staged. But then I zoom out again, and I'm like, what is it like to be in a relationship with someone where all of your most personal, like, intimate content, or, like, all of your most personal dynamics of your relationship becomes content? Like, what yeah. is that? Like, you can't have, like, you have other genuine moments, like, off camera? It seems kind of bizarre to me. 
Yeah, and I, I found that there are a lot of couples on TikTok where this is their, really their bread and butter of what's yeah. getting them all the views. Um, and I almost like hate watch them. Oh, yeah. Because there's something so irritating about it to me. Yeah. Um, and I think it is kind of becoming, I don't know, it's kind of the same vibe to me where you see like the perfectly curated Instagram feed and you get really mad about it. Mm-hmm. Like, th- I feel like this is the TikTok's version of that. This like perfect stage snapshots of like romantic intimacy um and I don't know it just like I I agree with you it just like really grinds my gears and rubs me the wrong way um something I do like though is like the date challenges I don't know if you've seen these but like there's and I like them because one they usually take place in a Target or Walmart which really speaks to my Midwestern heart because that is what I would literally do for dates in high school is like go to the culture together. Yeah. Um, and so there's one where like you walk through the candy aisle and you have your arm out and then your partner says stop and whatever candy you stop on, like that's the candy that you're eating together that night. And then you go to the movie, the DVD aisle and you're digging through the bins until your partner says stop. And the one that you pull out is like the movie that you're watching that night. And then you go around to do like the other snack aisles and like the soda aisle. Um, and like until you kind of have like this night that's been curated by like this weird chance TikTok <laughs> challenge. Yeah. There's also another one that's like, um, and it's usually at Target where it's, you know, there's like five things that you're supposed to buy. And it's like something that's your partner's favorite color something that your partner would really like to get, their favorite snack or whatever, and then they do the reaction videos of them giving each other the gifts in the car. And I think that's very sweet. Well, I think some of the pranks are, like, legitimately cringy, but it's not like any of those, like, kind of sweet moments aren't legitimately, like, potentially very thoughtful and nice. The thing about it is that you're doing it for a TikTok, right? So that's the part that takes me out of it. It's like, are you guys actually okay? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, like, my thing is, like, I feel like one of the couple TikToks I've seen is, like, they put on their wedding dress randomly. Yeah. And, like, walk down the kitchen and act like everything's normal. And that feels cringy to me because that's actually, like, a very, like, tender thing to do. Right. Whereas, like, if you're just going to be like, hey, there's this cool date idea on TikTok, let's just go do it. Yeah, it's that just kind fun. of just a vehicle. That's just, like, fun, yeah. a vehicle for, like, a date as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Some of them do get yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. And I think it's something about, like, the element of surprise. Like, like Alexa, you mentioned, like, someone's approaching you holding a phone. And to right. me, if I were on the receiving end of that, I'd be questioning the whole relationship because <laughs> I would, you know, you want your partner to do something nice for the fact that they want to do something nice for you. And then instead they're doing it for right. social media. Well, that's the thing. Like, are you both performing? Like, are you both actually not necessarily connecting with each other in the moment, but just like trying to do something that the fans will like yeah that's kind of what it's i'm actually, curious about <laughs> now that i'm thinking about the same vibe to me as when couples get engaged by having a photo shoot yeah and you're mm. just like getting professional photos Very done and then all of a sudden like you're getting proposed to while like this professional photographer is like a few feet away from me taking all these pictures and that's what it, really what it feels like and when you see photos like that it's like you can tell that these people know how to they know when a camera's around. They know how to mm-hmm. beam and they look and right. look infatuated with a camera around. Yeah. And it's that same vibe. But yeah, it's interesting. 
You know, I'm a private person at the end of the day, so I don't think I could ever be in one of these TikTok relationships. Unless the spawn con was good enough. We'll see, though. I think it would have been fun in, like, early quarantine to just be, like, me and my partner were in his parents' house in Massachusetts for six weeks. And, like, fucking around with the TikTok challenges when it was, like, just the two of us could not see anyone else because we were quarantined for the first two weeks. Uh, that would have been entertaining to me. Yeah. Just, like, spicing up the day-to-day, like, degree of being stuck inside and not being able to, like, interact with anyone else. That's very fair. Um, But I think, yeah, now... Well, I don't know. You yeah, know, I mean, I, if I there's any ladies out there who want to make TikToks with me, you can email Amanda <laughs> and let's talk about it. Oh, yeah, maybe we should set up an email? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll let you know if that's the Gmail username that we get. <laughs> All right, so a lot of what I think is interesting about TikTok um, is that, you know, the three of us here, we're all millennials, and it seems like Millennials got on TikTok at the beginning of COVID, <laughs> and now we're here. And to be honest, like there have been full days that I spend looking at TikTok. Um, and well, we're really doing the millennial thing with it, which is making a podcast where we talk about <laughs> it and the cultural significance of it and the significance of it in our lives because yeah. we have to process everything. <laughs> exactly. So you know, the the interesting thing about it is that we're kind of indoctrinated with all these like ideas that I've never been exposed to before. One of them being this slugging face care routine. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's basically someone takes Vaseline (laughs) and rubs it on their face and leaves it on overnight. I think Ray, you said you tried something close to it, right? So I, I have really dry skin, and New York, when it goes from summer to fall, my skin freaks out. And so purely as a last resort, I started putting Aquaphor on, not all over my face, though, just the parts that were, like, really freaking out. Okay. And it, I mean, I've been struggling with this, like, skin thing for probably, like, three or four weeks now. I also just had surgery, so, like, my skin's definitely freaking out from that. Um, And it is the only thing that I actually saw it calm down with. Okay. Overnight. Uh, one of those patches was on my nose, and having Aquaphor on that, like, T-zone, big fucking pore was not, it's not cute. Okay. I mean, right now, we just gotta, like, calm down the irritation, right. and mm-hmm. then I'll deal with whatever is cooking in those big old <laughs> pores on my nose, sure. but, but I think that if you're gonna try slugging at home, be intentional about the parts of your face that you are putting it on, and really be mindful of your skin type. I just need to make sure, like, off the bat, I'm extremely clear about what this is, which is that it's called slugging because you're putting Vaseline on your face as if you had been (laughs) slimed by the slug man himself. I believe that is what the name comes from. Okay, let's play play the clip, Um, and then we can kind of all be filled in. My slugging will be the best thing that ever happened to your skin. As nothing new slugs and everything you did Vaseline. Popularized in 2017, slugging is simply when you rub Vaseline all over your face as the last step in your routine or the only step in your routine. Did an explainer on my Instagram with a dermatologist and references, but Vaseline or petrolatum, we don't really call it petroleum jelly anymore. Wait, petrolatum? It's a recognized OTC. 
Look familiar? Your sunscreen also has these drug facts. When you see this, it means that it's regulated or monitored by the FDA and has to be clinically proven for the claims. On this one, it's a skin protectant. How do I use Vaseline? Well, I can't speak to cystic acne. When I overdo my retinol, first thing I reach for. In the winter when I have to go outside a lot, first thing I reach for. These are different. She does, she does have aqua for But this is my one love. In her I hand. Mm -hmm. okay. In addition to Vaseline. Even for me, and I love looking oily. But I do recommend you patch test before trying this. I debunk a lot of this on my Instagram, so head there for more. So something important, because I am a skincare nerd, something important to know about whatever she was saying, petrol atom, petroleum jelly, Vaseline, aqua, whatever you want to call it, it helps the skin because it's basically blocking the skin from getting anything else in it. Okay. So if your skin is already dry and you're not putting on another moisture barrier, like that's not, you're like just putting a bunch of Vaseline isn't really going to help anything. It's going to feel like it's smooth, but it's not actually providing any nutrient for your skin because it's just kind of letting the skin like rejuvenate under this kind of like layer. Okay. Has like is like locking it in. Okay. Wait, but so okay, and I'll say I've been blessed with pretty good skin. You so skin. <laughs> I'm coming from a a very p privileged position. Yes, of course. But if you had some sort of blemish on the old face mm -hmm. and you lock that in, doesn't it just lock in all the the juice that is causing you to break out there and it can never heal? Well, I think that's why in the video she's saying like I'm not speaking to cystic acne. Because if you were going to put a tub of Vaseline all over a face that's really breaking out. Yeah. And when I say that my skin's breaking out, I mean that when I was talking about before, I'm getting patches of flaky, red, irritated, super dry skin on my face. Okay. So that what I'm doing is I'm putting on moisturizer and then I'm double dutying it with the aquaphor. Okay, to seal so it in. So it's sealing that in okay. so that my skin can just like soak up all that goodness and not be dried out by the, you know, the heat, like the changing of the seasons, our heater turning on, like those kind of things that dry out your skin. So it feels like aquaphor and those things help you because it's blocking out all those irritants on the outside. But that's why people say that it's not really that good for your skin because it's not adding any moisture. Or okay. Nutrient to the skin. That definitely makes sense. It feels a little bit like this trend kind of took off, and universally people started doing it, regardless of if that skincare technique makes sense for their skin. Like if you have cystic acne, maybe that doesn't make the most sense. But I mean, ultimately, if it's harmless and people want to try it, I think people should should go ahead and try. It. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, well, what, so so are people doing it successfully on TikTok, does it seem, or are people like, fuck my life, I just put slime all over my face and now I'm slime boy forever? I think it's a lot of people just doing it and being like, oh, I'm trying this thing. Yeah. And the results, I don't know if they're, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't watched a lot of those TikToks. I saw this one, the one that I just played is uh, made by Charlotte Parler. She makes a lot of skincare videos. Um, the one thing that I was a little bit concerned about her is that I couldn't find a whole lot on the internet about her actual experience with <laughs> skincare. I don't know if she's a licensed esthetician or anything like that. Um, it looks like she is a co-creator of a cannabis blog. So, well, there you go. She's a girl <laughs> boss. There you go. <laughs> well, let me tell you, girl bosses always have great skin, 
that do not have to deal with cystic acne or any sort of weird ass dry patches on their face. It's just one of the rules. But being a girl <laughs> they boss. Don't cozy up to slugs. I think that's really <laughs> the thing I can't get over here is that she is. Wi- I, I'm assuming she pretty much coined this, right? Does this does this nomenclature exist elsewhere? Like, is slugging does slugging have a rich you know history what? that I'm missing? That is a good question. I actually there's a glamour article from 2018. Okay. There's actually a few articles from the past few years, so it's interesting to see that this is coming up again on TikTok now. Okay. Um, a lot of people are saying that it really helps their skin. It's apparently uh, a Korean skincare trend okay. that I think started getting uh, traction on the internet a few years ago. But there are some dermatologists' warning that are also coming up, so definitely worth doing your research if you're going to try it. Yeah, exactly. I, it really is just to me like the choice of words, like why you want to bring slug into the mix like why i understand i understand like why the two are related but like you couldn't call it any other thing really you know i actually have these patches that i bought on sale uh ray you're probably gonna you know call me out for something that i shouldn't be putting on my face right now but it's made from slugs or from snail slime and they make my dark oh, circles go away. Interesting. <laughs> like actual snake. Yeah, it's made from, and I didn't realize that when I bought it, but it's like a Korean skincare product, and there's these little gel patches, and you put them under your eyes, and yeah, they're made from snails. What is that called? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Interrupt. But I just found something interesting that does support the case for slugging. Okay. Um, so first, the term comes from um, a Redditor. Train bangled says that it's because you're going to bed mucus covered, slug like, because you have this thick layer of Vaseline. Mm. So basically, having the Vaseline seal in everything. I mean, I'm interested to see what um, this woman that you found, Amanda, is talking about just using Vaseline as a skincare regimen and that only. But if you are doing your full skincare regimen and then basically sealing it with the Vaseline, getting up in the morning and washing your face so all of that oil is coming off. Again, not a licensed esthetician, just a big fan. Um, <laughs> but you must but have I to see. I, I do see the logic. You must have to sleep like the goddamn Crypt Keeper. Because, like, I've used Aquaphor, like, after getting tattoos or something, right? And that shit makes you Dicky, like, yeah, like, are you sleeping like the fucking yeah, the crypt keeper in the tomb, like, arms <laughs> across the chest, like hot dogs? Yeah, style? I'm supposed to look like a slug going to bed. I like, I don't know, I don't know how I'm supposed to sleep. I mean, I'm talking about just putting a few dabs on those dry patches of my skin. But if you're, isn't really impacting, like you know, my sheets, my bedding, or whatever. But if you're in the mucus cocoon, if yeah. you're in the slugs embrace, I can see this getting out of hand. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I guess with that, we'll leave it in moderation. In moderation. <laughs> in order. Do your do your research. And if you have any pre-existing skincare conditions, please talk to your dermatologist <laughs> or licensed esthetician. Yeah, we don't have any licensing here at uh, Let's Talk About It Pod. Again, so. very unemployed. <laughs> very We're unqualified. Just... <laughs> We're just here for the ride. Um, okay, so the next topic I've been thinking a lot about lately is this strawberry dress obsession that kind of took off, I don't know, August of this past summer and 
a lot of influencers have been wearing this dress and then it started getting copied a lot a lot of people on TikTok said hey i know how to sew so i'm going to try to make this dress myself because i don't want to spend $500 on a dress. And so just to get into the history of it a little bit, like I said, it was extremely popular amongst influencers and celebrities over the summer. It's a flouncy mid-length pink dress with sequined strawberries all over it. I'll show you guys the picture of what it looks like so that we can all see it. But basically, I mean, it's cute. It's I don't cute. know if I'm wearing this to go to like a bar no. This kind of gives me, not like pilgrim vibes, maybe like, <laughs> maybe like Little House on the Prairie vibes though. There's like something kind of antiquated looking about it. It's, I mean, it's, I feel like maybe this kind of is the uh, gateway drug to cottagecore TikTok. Yeah. A strawberry dress TikTok. Yeah. Um, because it, the cut of this dress is pretty universally flattering. It's an A-line dress. Um, so it's, it's beautiful. I personally wouldn't wear sequined strawberries. I'm not really that like juicy type of. Oh, they're sequins. Yeah, they are sequins. I will say it looks like the cut is making a pretty good window into the Yabo zone. Like, <laughs> it is making a good window into the Yabo like, zone. Then also, I mean, if we look at someone wearing it, you yeah. kind of also, yeah. I mean, it's it's like again, it's a like, very flattering dress. Like you're on the prairie, but your Yabos are on the prairie as well, and you don't want to overlook that fact. I feel. I mean, I will say it's kind of like that very puffy sleeve white gauzy top look that's very popular in New York City mm. like we cannot really go to the strawberry fields but here I am in the strawberry dress yeah bring the fields to the city exactly I get that here's what I'll say I think the style is somewhat universally flattering but I don't think the style is flattering on my body type I have small boobs so if I get into a dress that has a place for them and no boobs. It really just problem. is kind of like two empty potato sacks. I mean, <laughs> I mean well, like if, if there's like a lot of like volume of material in the cups, I understand that because then you're not like filling it out. But I do feel like a low cut is flattering on someone with no boobs because I I don't know. I mean, I'm into it. I'm into <laughs> boobs any way that I can see them. I kind of don't but, think that this is flattering at all. I would not look at something like this and say, oh, yeah, that's flattering garment that we all know. It's about. about poofy. It's poofy, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd also like to say, well, I did say, you know, it's A-line. It's pretty universally flattering. Now that I'm looking at the size guide, it is... It only goes up to a size 18, which It'll, is a problem. How big is their that? size 18 is labeled as a triple XL, which I would say a size 18 in any other sort of garment would be probably a double XL. Um, so this how big is, is a size 18? I mean, I'm probably a size 16 to 18. So okay. I would be, I would, if I was so, buying this dress, I would be getting. So this is. I would actually out. be getting probably. Oh wait, these measurements make no fucking sense. But point being, like, this is not necessarily a plus-size friendly offering. Well, right. now that I'm looking at the sizing, it absolutely makes no sense. Which I do think is part of why people then started appropriating this design and being like, hey, if all these, like, beautiful, thin influencers on Instagram can wear this dress and show it off, like, I want to be able to do that, too. And why can't I make my own if they're not going to make that for me? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's definitely one of the facets of what I kind of was drawn to about this. Um, 
because as an artist, I'm really interested in this idea of appropriating someone's work. And when is that okay? When, when can that be universally supported? And when is it really just stealing someone's creative vision? So I have an opinion off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think in general, blanket statement, so there's always going to be like nuance to it. But I think in general, it is always okay if you are coming from like some kind of marginalized perspective to take whatever the popular thing is yeah. and make it your own. Like, I think that it's always kind of an acceptable way to interact with any kind of art or media or any form of consumption is like, you're using it because you are not part of the in group and you're turning it into a different group. So yeah. That yeah. sounds I mean, this me. is what also a $400 dress. It's 500. Yeah. 500 on, on the listing. It says how much could it cost? Let's see. $490. So with and, shipping, you're talking. Yeah. And I mean, I'm saying, yeah, cause I think this is coming from the UK also. Um, so if you're going to shift, I mean, at least to where we are in the States duties collected on site. Yeah. You ever had that shit happen to you? <laughs> but I mean, I agree with your point, Alexa. And I also think that, you know, once I looked at, you know, the numeric sizing, but then I looked into the actual measurements, I would have no idea what size to order this dress. Yeah. I would not be able to afford to buy multiple sizes and return one. Right. Like, if you are, uh, if you own a body that does not fit into regular kind of the the standard size which increment. Basically which basically nobody which, does. Which, which is, you know, one does, you know, like, I always say I have, like, probably, like, a size... 18 ass with a size like 14 waist like it my body does not fit into regular clothing and i'm always having to get things altered and hemmed and if you want to go make your own fucking garment because it's cheaper and you know it's going to fit you because you're going to have to get it altered anyway and they're not offering your size yeah then why the fuck not i also saw a few weeks ago actually so i don't know um i can't pull up the exact tiktok but there was someone who was like, strawberry gown? Not really my vibe. But let me tell you, I love Halloween. And they made a version of the strawberry dress that was the same style mm-hmm. and shape, but it was spooky and it had, like, sequin pumpkins and sequin spooky cats. Yeah, so at that point, you're just making your cool. own thing. Again, make, just making it your own. Yeah, and here's, I mean, $35 on Etsy. You can get up to a size... Um, what did it say? It said five five X. So women's. And I mean, this is this is beautiful. It does look pretty much exactly like the original, so it's a pretty obvious, you know, copy of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, why not make these things accessible? Um, and at the end of the day, like all art and all fashion is referential. I mean, just like from any perspective. I mean, how many shoes look like a Stan Smith now? You know what I mean? Like right. that's just naturally yeah. going to happen at all price points. I mean, what what did the Devil Wears Prada tell us, right, about the cerulean blue? Like, it starts <laughs> off in the Oscar de la Renta collection, and then it ends up in the fucking Marshalls sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel, I don't know, I feel a little conflicted about someone, you know, taking a $500 gown. You know, because obviously things that are ethically, I mean, I don't know anything about this diner, but clothing that is ethically sourced, is paying their employees fairly, is using quality fabrics is going to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. I personally am very into, like, the ethical fashion side of Instagram, actually, speaking of different sides of social media. Um, And those are those designers that go around on there are, you know, you're looking at about like $150 to $250 for a pair of pants. 
Um, but you know, knowing that everything is ethically sourced and that they're, you know, cut to order, they can take my measurements, you know, some of the pieces that I've gotten really invested in those designers has really paid off. However, my caveat to that is basically also being an ethical fashion Instagram. I also am on plus size Instagram, um, as someone who kind of borders the line between plus and straight size clothing. And there's not a lot offered for plus size people. Mm-hmm. And now if you're going to have this strawberry fucking dress, go around, make it around on TikTok and all these influencers, and you're not going to make sure that it could fit everybody. I mean, what is it? The average size American woman is like a size. I mean, I don't know the exact statistic, but it's something ridiculous that really the standard sizes that are offered for clothing only fit 30% of the population. Right. right. And, you know, if you're going to go on Etsy and flip the dress so you can offer it up to 5x i mean that opens it up to so many more people yeah because fashion at the end of the day is all about being able to decorate your body in a way that is authentic to your self-expression how you want to be perceived in the world how you want to showcase your inner identity in an outward way fashion is very intimate and personal and if that's a way of making it more accessible to the masses then yeah absolutely and i 100 percent was feeling that way about it like I didn't really fucking care <laughs> about a five hundred dollar dress. But then I there was this one TikTok that came up on my feed and it kind of changed my whole perception and view of this issue. Um so I'll just play the clip and I, I'm just curious if this kind of shifts your guys' perception of what this really means in relation to the fashion world and art and size inclusive all these yeah, things yeah, that we've been discussing. Lay on me. And so I really still have an argument about the strawberry dress and how it's classes to call out the fact that people are ripping it off. I just want to tell you a little bit about the artist, Lyrical Matoshi, since y'all are really leaving her out of this conversation. Not only did she only start her brand four years ago, moving to New York at 20. She's only 24 years old. She's from Kosovo, okay? And she only just started making necklaces on Etsy, like little things, you know? Then she started getting bigger stuff, like socks and dresses and everything, you know? Crazy stuff on Instagram that she would put that people would go, wow, like celebrities caught traction of. Not only does she ethically own her business by literally running the factory with her and her sisters in Kosovo, which where where they make their freaking everything, where they make their fabric and everything like that. Not only that, but her team is run by 100% women. Okay, do you know how hard this woman works in New York freaking city to make this all happen in the past four years? Two, and I can't afford it either, but the last thing I'm going to do is discredit a small designer by going to somewhere like AliExpress where they actually do work with cheap slave labor. Okay, I have some thoughts. I also have some thoughts. So I think at the end of the day, you have two different groups of people here. You, I don't think. All right. So you have people who can afford the dress and can fit into the dress from the original designer. They mm-hmm. want to buy it from that person because it's like it, it'll be probably better quality. It's the original thing. It's apparently ethically run. So that's all good. Mm-hmm. But like if you literally aren't going to fit into those sizes and or only have like. $30 to drop on a particular outfit like it's not like you're making a choice to discredit that person you're just mm-hmm. trying to get whatever you can get right um and I think that, that that's something that for like a lot of the time I I have so much to learn about honestly like size inclusivity and you know as a straight size person like these are things that kind of for the first time like I've been thinking about from TikTok and I'm not proud that 
this is my, uh, you know, first time really being exposed to this. But, you know, I saw this and it resonated with me in this way of like, oh, wow, this is someone's like creative vision that they've spent their whole life working towards. And honestly, like a lot of this sizing stuff didn't really strike me until I started looking more into it as to why people were taking that design. Now, there's another thing that comes up here, which is the fast fashion remake of it, which I'm sure probably falls apart. You know, we've all had this. I've ordered things from wish.com before and they fall apart in five seconds. Mm So I think that Etsy is maybe the better route if you're trying to get a dupe for this thing. Here's here's my initial reaction. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think that you should you know feel guilty about not thinking about sizing issues, because honestly, I wasn't thinking about them until I became a plus size person. Um, and the plus size community on Instagram, specifically for fashion and reselling and trading fashion and talking about these issues is really amazing place to go. And this is something that's talked about all the time where people who are more plus size want to buy ethical clothing, but the ethical clothing isn't available in their sizes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, you know, they go to the Torrids, the Eloquies, the ASOS Curve, because that's what's available because Mm -hmm. you still want to look the way you want to look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And even, you know, Plus size vintage, plus size thrifting is very difficult to do. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to find things that fit. And then there's also, you know, thrifting ethics is also a topic that's been coming up a lot on the internet. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I've even I seen mean, that on TikTok where, like, people will take plus size clothes and, like, chop them down for, like, some standard size person, I suppose. Exactly. Wear, which seems to me, like, that's even a different level of yeah. ethical murkiness. So, I think something that I've run into a lot as, you know, someone who doesn't fit into standard clothing very comfortably is, and I've poured a lot of money into ethical clothing that then arrives and does not fit my body correctly, even though it's the measurements are right on their website or the sizing guide is correct on their website and I followed it. And, but you know, the thing arrived and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to, you know, grab the bull by the horns, take matters into your own hand and make your own dress, hell fucking yeah. <laughs> I think when fast fashion comes into play, it's a question of what are you buying this dress for? Mm-hmm. If you're buying this dress because you really want to love and cherish this dress and have it for a really long time, then, you know, when you go invest the $500 into buying it from directly from the designer, mm-hmm. great. That's awesome. I'm not going to judge you for, like, investing in, into a quality piece of clothing that you plan to have for a really long time. But knowing that this is, and I think this is, this isn't the designer's fault at all. I think, honestly, I, if I was the designer, I'd be kind of maybe bummed about this. But if this is a trend that's going to come and go really quickly because it blew up on TikTok, then are all these ethically sourced dresses going to end up in a landfill mm-hmm. next year or being donated or ending up in, you know, the trash? And then, you know, if you just want that strawberry dress to make a TikTok, or for an Instagram post. Right. So you're going to go buy it from Wish or AliExpress mm-hmm. for $15. You know, you shouldn't be buying clothing just for a one and done type thing. Right. And that's one thing that I did want to touch on with this. I think part of what made me so curious about this is that the dress is very, it's like gauzy and it has sequins all over it. Oh, sorry. I do also want to credit <laughs> the person who made the TikTok that I had played. It's uh, Petrina. Mazio, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, made the TikTok talking about the designer. This idea of this really kind of showy, sequined, 
gauzy dress that you're wearing during this global pandemic when everyone's on lockdown was really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the fact that it's $500, I guess for a lot of celebrities, maybe that's not a lot of money, but to invest that amount of money in something that you're basically just using for the stunt that's being put on social media is an interesting choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, like it's during a time where a lot of people are losing work and the kind of general vibe is that we're all trying to pinch pennies and it felt like a very kind of, oh, I'm showing off how much money I have or yeah. kind of almost the classist thing to do. And even like a moral superiority vibe yeah. too, to say that yeah. like, you know, it's some sort of moral failing if you couldn't afford to spend your money more ethically. Yeah. Which it isn't always, and it, it is. isn't always the responsibility of the individual to make that choice. Exactly. And you know how this blew up on TikTok and everyone's wearing the vibe dress just to make the video is, you know, the fault of the designer. But who knows? But I think you're right. It's that it is kind of a weird moment for this to kind of be something to discuss because now people are really wanting to buy it just to have to make the TikToks at home. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when we see, you know, the fast fashion ripoffs because there's people who want it. They want it fast. They want it cheap and they want it to last. Right. A few days, mm-hmm. which I think is worth interrogating as well. I don't know. It's a complicated issue. And, and there is this, this quote I wanted to read from the New York Times, um, a little bit more backstory about the designer. This does mention rape, so I just want to mention that. But there was a quote in, the, in a New York Times article about the dress um, that says, Miss Vitoshi grew up in Kosovo during the war, and her childhood was hard, hardly a frog, frolic through a sweet-smelling strawberry patch. She said, I grew up with horror stories of how much damage the war did to our country, how women were raped and innocent people were massacred. She said, my only dream was that one day I will travel and I will represent my country and I will help them as much as I can. So I do want to bring this back to like, for me, from an artistic perspective, like this dress really means something to her with her backstory. And it is a form of artistic expression for her. And it almost makes me more wary about the people who are buying the dress to wear on Instagram because I feel like they're not actually really appreciating yeah. the art that this is. Because I do think in the, in this context of what she's talking about, it's a beautiful piece of artwork and it should be $500. Like mm-hmm. it should be yeah. cherished and it should be really special. Um, Absolutely. And I guess for me, what like the the appropriation of it, seemed like the thing that was taken away from it. But I think really after we've dug into this a little bit more, I think it's actually this kind of elitist celebrity influencer culture that has taken the meaning out of this dress. Right. And I'm also curious, like, and sorry if you already mentioned this, but did the artists themselves have anything to say about the fact that people are selling it? I couldn't find anything like that. It may be out there. Um, Did they talk about the TikTok trend at all? Like in the article, I think that this, the, the New York Times article came out when it, it was more about like the influencers and the celebrities who were wearing mm-hmm. it more than as a TikTok trend. But the article is very like supportive of, yeah, the, you know, of the trend. I mean, I think it really brings in this like damned if you do, damned if you don't thing to the designer. And I think really for artists everywhere um that one putting your art onto the world you don't know how it's going to be interpreted mm-hmm. you don't know how people are going to take it and run with it and you don't know what it's going to turn into 
um, and that's a risk. Having celebrities and having influencers want to wear your designs is the fast track to getting your designs out into the world and into more hands and selling more right. and getting in stores and mm-hmm. having more celebrities ordered. I mean, it's always like, you know, the big dream of designers to be like, oh, who are you wearing? I'm wearing so-and-so, you know, right. on the red carpet. And then it can kind of turn into this weird, toxic, everyone's got to have it. You know, there's also influencers and celebrities are typically white, able-bodied, mm-hmm. thin, cisgendered women. And, you know, then what does it mean for your dress to only be on those types of bodies, especially when you're coming from this backstory of a horrible yeah. war in an Eastern European country, you know, what does that mean? Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's not the designer's fault at all for, you know, saying yes for the, to this dress, you know, getting on influencers and celebrities because that's the way that it has to be done. And I think it really just, I think really if we had to put the fault on anyone, it's the culture that is allowed for those kind of bodies to be celebrated right. and to be held as the gold standard and to be desired and mm-hmm. the culture that made the gotta have it right now mentality of all of us that isn't, you know, so embedded in all of us. Yeah, yeah definitely. Very well put. Yeah. I think we solved it. I think, I think we, I think we solved it. Something um, I wanted to bring up right. Harry Styles parallel cardigan. to the <laughs> strawberry dress is the Harry Styles cardigan. <laughs> Similar issue, but kind of dealt with in a different way, which mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting. Yeah. So back in February, Harry Styles wore a patchwork knitted cardigan on the Today Show, I believe. It is a J.W. Anderson cardigan, and it originally retailed for $1,560 or 1,250 pounds because it is a British uh, brand. And um, it is actually not available to purchase anymore. So again, high price designer item that started making the rounds on TikTok of people in quarantine thinking, hey, I can maybe make this myself. It's out making the rounds on Etsy. I mean, my sister made her own. Um, you know, teens are making their own on Etsy and reselling them for, you know, $200, $300 price point. But actually, J.W. Anderson ended up releasing a guide for people to make their own cardigans, which I I thought was a really interesting response to it. I mean, and granted, I mean, this is a very, you know, well-known luxury fashion brand. Yeah, he's not losing Um, any. He's not losing losing any money. (laughs) I mean, it's already off the market. Right. Yeah. uh, In terms of buying it directly from the designer. But I think it's I think it's really cool to kind of then give the control to those people who can't afford to just drop $1,500 on a sweater. Yeah. Again, very different situations, but I just thought it was an sure. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is what J.B. Anderson wrote in a statement published on the label's website. Quote, I'm so impressed and incredibly humbled by this trend and everyone knitting the cardigan. I really wanted to show our appreciation. So we are sharing the pattern with everyone. Keep it up. Um, and it is a pattern that is for beginner to intermediate level knitters and crocheters. My sister did make it, and it takes forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think this was also a trend that was happening in, you know, those early months of COVID. So it also gave people a way to, you know, make something of their own, pass the time. Um, and I just thought that was an interesting way for a brand to respond. Yeah, I mean, I think that that could serve as an example for how when these trends do take off, how designers can kind of reclaim their vision. Okay, well, I think that settles the strawberry dress 
and the Harry Styles cardigan. And <laughs> if we're all ready to move on. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm super ready. My thoughts, I, I'm finished. <laughs> For our final segment of the show, I have a fun little game. Okay. <laughs> I love to play with y'all. All okay. right. Hit us. So it is called True or False Celebrity TikTok Edition. Okay. Here are the rules. I will describe something a celebrity did on TikTok that may or may not be true. You have to guess if it's true or if it's something I made up. And whoever gets the most. Is this a speed round? Or is this we both (laughs) say an answer in our own time and whoever is right is right? I will keep a score for both of you so you don't have to agree. Okay. And are we allowed to discourse? We'll tally up the points. I think I'm competing against you. If you guys would rather be on the same team. No, 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 no. Let's okay. Let's <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Here's number one. Andrew Lloyd Webber made and danced <laughs> to a remix of WAP using Phantom of the Opera. I hope to God it's not real. <laughs> I want to live in the world God, where it's not, not real. real. I'm, I'm not scared real. that it's real. I'm saying no. I'm saying false. I'm going to say false. Okay. I don't think I've seen a WAP fan of the opera remix, so that's also, that's informing my decision. But I also really feel like it could be real. So, final answer false. false. My final answer is false. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess I can just tell you guys. Yeah, tell Yeah, so tell us. That is a real TikTok. No! <laughs> <laughs> that bitch was dead. <laughs> Alright, so you're tied and you're both losing. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are we ready for number two? Yeah. Number two. Our favorite High School Musical cast member, Ashley Tisdale, made a TikTok about a secret love affair with Zac Efron, but then later came out saying it was a prank and they concocted it together. I could, I could see this being true. I feel like I would have seen, like, some headlines about this. I think this is true. This is a very, um, villain and Cole Sprouse social experiment, though, and I like to think that's in the Disney cinematic universe. <laughs> Wait, what is the villain and Cole Sprouse? <laughs> oh, it was, uh... He, like, did some sort of social experiment where yeah, he, like, he went like to a, NYU or some shit. He was some, it was something on Tumblr. Yeah, I forget what I he don't did. Remember. I forget what he did. Okay. Uh, Fans, let us know what he did. <laughs> I can't remember. Fans, write into our pod. Once we have an email, we'll let you know. <laughs> then you can please write it. I'm going to say that it is false. Okay. We have one true, one false. Final answers. Yeah, they're locked in. Answer is false. Ray, you are correct. Damn it. you are wrong. <laughs> all right. It just seemed like Ashley Tisdale, similar to, like, the Nikki Blonsky of it all, like, she goes on Cameo all the time and is just, like, dying for people's attention. Yes. I could see Ashley Tisdale in that sort of zone where she just needs to concoct something. <laughs> well, there were some high school musical TikToks that she did make. Interesting. I believe. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she mostly does, like, dances, but, you know, oh, well. she's, she's a wild card. <laughs> All right, hit us. All right, number three, Howie Mandel. Do you guys know from the Howie Mandel? Deal or no deal? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, a wild guy. Yeah. 
Howie, yeah. Howie Mandel posted wild a germaphobe. <laughs> oh really? I yeah, I can say that because I was a germaphobe once. <laughs> all right, we're, we're all learning things about bald man Howie Mandel. Um, <laughs> true or false? Howie Mandel posted a video of a young woman eating frozen yogurt off of his head. I mean, he's I, a germaphobe. That can't be true. It can't, it's but also, true. I'm wondering if it's true because you didn't know who Howie Mandel is, which makes me think <laughs> that you didn't write this one. I know who he is. I was making sure you guys know who he is. Okay. We, we were like, do you know Daniel? And you were like, maybe? I thought he was a magician. <laughs> I feel like this, I mean, this can't be true because he's this such a germaphobe. True. That's like his this whole thing. True. I, again, I want to live in a world where it's not true. But I'm scared well, that's true. What you want it to I, I hope in TikTok and I see things I never even imagined uh. could be possible. <laughs> I mean, like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't let people touch him on the show. Yeah. He had, like, 20 I'm saying beautiful not models. True. Not true. Not true. Final answer. Final answer, not true for both of you. Yeah. Howie Mandel did, in fact, no! post a video of a young woman eating frozen yogurt off his head. But oh. I will say, there was a napkin barrier. Okay. Which, Fuck. I don't know. Disgusting. That can't protect against frozen yogurt. It seems <laughs> They're also, like, disgusting. I also don't head? know who this woman is. Could be his daughter. I don't know. I would hope not. Is he I, married? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like even thinking. Honestly, I don't like thinking that it could be a family member. Bold? That's kind of worse to me. Should be illegal. <laughs> as someone who has hot take, <laughs> as someone who has a deep fear of my hair thinning out, bald should be illegal. All right, we you heard it here first on Let's Talk About It Pod. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that we were going to be at this controversial right on the first. Hey, we're already getting canceled from the bald community. I'm look, yelling about look, how you end up being look, a germaphobe. My, my but hair, I'm like, I was a germaphobe. It's look fine. It's thinning in the face. I'm scared about my hair thinning, too, because I pick all my head scabs uh, really bad. Everyone's scared about their hair I can see the light. I can see the light. And now I'm dying, and my hair is bright blue right now, so oh, I'm not doing myself God. any favors. All right. Right. And by illegal, I mean I want God to outlaw it. I mean, I don't want people to go to jail for being oh, bald. Oh, so you think I there's want... a God now? <laughs> I've said too much. I've said too much. Great, now we're a Christian podcast. <laughs> well. <laughs> all right. So, just so that we all are aware of what the score is, Ray has one point. <laughs> Alexa, you have no points. I'm zero for three. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right. Number four. I numbered these wrong. I have two number threes. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> number, num- the second number three. Okay. Did or did not Lizzo twerk to the Twilight theme song? Yes, this is true. <laughs> this is absolutely true. I'm saying true because it rains right. <laughs> you guys, well... I don't yeah. know. Alexa, I don't know if you really got that, but I'll give it to you. I, I I'll give it to her because I'm not having I know Lizzo's on TikTok. I, I mean, and the, the Twilight twerk dance is a whole... There's a lot of Twilight happening on TikTok. Oh! Which is a quarter of TikTok that I do not want to be on, but somehow I got on. Okay, I have something to say off mic after the show. But off mic? Off mic? Off mic? Off mic? Let's talk about an exclusive. Come on, let's talk about an exclusive. No, I actually can't. If this is a weird sex thing, I swear to God. It's not a sex thing. It's just an (laughs) off mic relationship to Twilight uh, TikTok. Do you love Twilight TikTok, dude? 
No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Number four. <laughs> Which is really number five. Number four. Paris Hilton posted a video getting makeup done with Jojo Siwa. I want that to be true. I want it to be true. True final answer. True final answer. Alexa says true final answer. Um, Ray, go with your gut for once. My gut <laughs> is actually once. saying that this is false. It is true. Yes! Y'all are tied. There <laughs> we go. Beautiful. All right. Number five. Country singer Brad Paisley. Oh no. Tried to stick his whole tongue in a big. It says in a bug light bottle. In a bud light bottle and got it stuck. Did or did not country singer Brad Paisley try to stick his whole tongue in a bud light bottle and it got stuck? True or false? <laughs> My gut's saying this one's true. I'm going false. I don't think it would. I don't think it would. Final answer false. From Alexa, final answer Oh, wait, you said false. I'm saying false. I said, said true. false. You said true. It is false. Brad Paisley did not. He has done many other Bud Light related antics on TikTok. But this is I don't think you could get your tongue stuck in it. I think Alexa's in the lead now. I'm winning. How many questions do we have? Three more. Okay, okay. I I can still make a comeback. Alexa's in the lead by one point. Okay. Okay. Number six. Kylie Jenner. Uh oh. The famous Kylie Jenner. Yes. Heard of her. Familiar with her work. (laughs) (laughs) Made a video of herself taste testing a spoonful of the Kylie Skin Coconut Body Lotion. Mm, I believe this is true. Ray says true. Alexa says... I'm going true, too. This one's... Oh, damn! She did not eat the body lotion on TikTok. Uh, what, she eat it on YouTube? Instagram Live? What, do you think I'm trying to trick you? Trick <laughs> question. All right. Instagram Reels. Alexa's still in the lead by one point. All right. Number seven. Okay. The man himself, Idris Elba, made a TikTok of himself blowing bubbles on his deck. I believe that's true. I'm going to say no. I don't even think he's on it. I don't even think he's on TikTok. I think this is a trick question. I'm not sure who Idris Elba is. He's from our podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's fire because I'm he's, he's not an actor on The Wire. I don't watch The Wire. And he was maybe going to be like the Black James Bond. I don't know if that ever played out. Idris Elba was in Cats. Hmm. He was on The Office briefly. He was six pack. He's like famously hot. Okay. Famously what hot. I believe this is true. Grace says true. Alexa says false. Yeah. Animals, Louis, Salem. <laughs> no opinions. Had no opinions. The answer is true. Five. We're tied. Right, so now we're coming down. This is the freaking tiebreaker right here. The marbles. Here we go. Here we go. Are we ready? Are we I'm ready? ready? I hope this fire alarm stops before our tiebreaker. We're gonna pick up for a minute. Okay. All right. <laughs> tiebreaker. 
Kevin Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. I'm familiar. We know and love. Yes. <laughs> I already the, think it would be true. The Jonas with the bubble ass, yes. Ooh, is Kevin's that what he's known for? Oh. Oh. You said Kevin, right? Kevin. Yeah, he has a donk a donk donk. A tonka truck? Oh, it's it's yes. actually not even a tonka truck. I would say it's just like you could bounce a quarter off that thing. <laughs> it is a bubble butt. Handsome Squidward. It is a, yes. Okay. Squidward? Handsome Squidward. Handsome Squidward. Yeah. Are we saying Squidward is not traditionally handsome? No, it just is handsome Squidward. I mean, when he picks up that clarinet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm can't, we're canceling ourselves now. <laughs> All right, all Nothing right. Weird. Kevin Jonas. Okay. All right, Kevin Jonas. My answer's already true. I feel like whatever you're going to say. <laughs> you haven't even listened well, to the statement. Okay. <laughs> Wait on me. All right. Well, Everyone settle down. Kevin Jonas made a video about why he sympathizes with anti-maskers. True, true. or false? True. Oh, no. Alexa's oh, no. true. True. It's 100% true. <laughs> I love how you're, you're, you know. Like, are you idiot. actually sure it's true, or are you just, I, your like, I know in my heart it's true. I'm going like, to say I've false. Never, I've never I'm gonna seen false. I'm going to say false. I don't follow any celebrities on TikTok. That's I like, don't, if I, I don't either. If I see a celebrity, I swore. I, I do, too, because I don't want to fall for this freaking I don't want any trying to be one of us. Like, remember the whole fucking we're all in this together song? Oh, that was Dance. during my hiatus. That was during my hiatus. Oh, that, that was, was actually bad. not on TikTok. That was bad. Anyway, I'm going to say false. Ray says false, Alexa says true, final true. answer. It is false. Yes! <laughs> he did it though. Like Ray's about to post the video. Ray takes the cake. He got the gold. Unbelievable. Good game, guys. Good game. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And that's a wrap on our podcast. Um we hope you'll come back and listen again to our next episode. Uh, we and thanks for listening. Any last words, Ray, Alexa? Oh, to listen to our shenanigans. Yeah, just from the bottom of my heart, like thank you. <laughs> um, if you want to talk about hot Anakin Skywalker cosplay, DM me. On yeah, the offer is open to make a cringy couple prank too. If anyone wants to like slide into my DMs. All right, great. We'll see you there in the DMs. We'll see you in the DMs. <laughs>